Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to the uh, Mad Men Recap Podcast. My name is Paul. I'm John. And I'm Kate. With special guests, we've got Kate here with us tonight. Um, there's been there's been a, a request for um, maybe a lady's point of view, John. I saw that. I'm happy to have her. I am too. Thanks for thanks for being here tonight. Well, Kate. you know, I do my best. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, this episode is episode uh, 13, because we've been numbering them wrong the whole time, so we'll stick with this. Uh, it's called The Grown Ups, and in this episode, uh, we have an indecent proposal. Uh, we've learned that they've been uh, burning brides in India, and uh, we also learned never to get married after a national tragedy, or the day after, so yeah. much. Yeah. Man. So the ep- episode starts off at the office. It's wintertime, it's November, and the heat has not started up quite right, so everybody's bundled up. And we have uh, Pete being Pete, angry and crabby to his assistant, who's gotten him hot chocolate to warm him up, and he just gets upset about that. Um, Everybody hates instant hot chocolate, John. Lay off Pete. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, he's he's holding that hot chocolate pretty tight. I know, it must be pretty cool. He has a history of... um, He's a little girl. (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway but you know so so he's trying to stay warm and he gets called into uh lane price's office the the british manager there at sterling cooper i get some bad news you find out that ken cosgrove not himself is now a vice president of account services pete gets a better title but really no improvement in his job and I have to say, for Pete, he seemed to handle it pretty well. He was. I thought dis- he, did. he did a great job with it. Yeah, he was disappointed. He asked, you know, appropriate questions. You know, why they made their choice, and I hope it was a difficult choice. Um, is but, it me? Uh, is it? I'm sorry. Is it me, or does Ken Consgrove? Every time I see his face, all I think goes, <laughs> right? Like he's, <laughs> it's like, hey guys. Oh come on! He's a published author. He's, he's a gomer. He's kind of he's, he's kind of a goober, yes. He's a big goober. That's actually about <laughs> But you have to admit what Lane said is not something that you can really learn, you know, that, that he has that kind of a skill of clients. You know, Pete does his best and Listen, if I was a client and I I mean I don't really like either First of these. First of all, guys. he looks like he's in a fraternity. So that doesn't to me say, hmm. I want this guy. But at the same time, you got to compare him to Pete, who looks like uh, who who looks like he got out of high school early. You know, like oh, it's three o'clock. There, you guys are getting out early. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's such a he's such a little douche. And, and we're not see. You know, all of this is behind the cameras as far as you know what he does with clients. We don't know how Ken is in office meetings. This is uh, true. We actually haven't seen Ken in action at all. We've seen no. Pete a little bit. He can't smoke. No, I lost his foot. Him. Yeah, so, oh, but you Kenny, know, yeah. yeah. I, again, I think he handles it pretty well. But he leaves the office; he's not feeling good. Uh, he shoots Ken a just vicious look, um, and then leaves leaves her home sick. And Ken knows what just happened when. Oh yeah, yeah he's, like, he's oh. already been told he's been promoted. Yeah, yeah, Ken knew before. Ken was like, "I'm down here fixing up a space heater." <laughs> For one of the many lovely secretaries, I'm sure he slept with in the office. I'm good at that too. Well, he's probably trying to sleep with that one, otherwise he wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think these guys have that great of luck. Being but uh, anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. So we go, we go just across the hall in the office to uh, to Peggy, um, and she's talking with uh, Kinsey doing some work. Um, 
And oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, I jumped ahead. You, we have, actually you have see, skipped a lot, actually. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I'm sorry. I went to Peggy, but not in the office. She's walking in with a friend uh, from lunch. And Peggy. that whole that whole conversation, because she's having with her friend at lunch, was all mean and catty. Yeah. Very, Every yeah. single word. Yeah, absolutely. It's unbelievable. Uh, I especially like the part where, where the friend goes, uh, he's not married? Why are you with him? Like, what? I've been thinking the same thing, John. Duck is weird. Okay, what yeah. are your feelings on Duck? Uh, he's creepy. Duck is Especially creepy. after that whole thing with the dog. With, with, with the, was it? Oh, Ch uh, Chomps? Chompsy. Oh, Chompsy. Yeah. <laughs> that he really soured, soured him who puts, uh, in my mind. Who put the dog, any dog, let alone one named Chomsy, out in Manhattan in the middle of the night? Like, go. Just go. You'll be fine. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't understand the attraction. I mean, it's just. I think. I think Peggy just likes to be around somebody that appreciates her, yeah. given her family yeah, and her office place. A boy. You know, somebody that makes her feel like she's worthwhile. Duck is not a boy. Duck is like an well, old dude. He's not. Yeah. I don't know how old Duck is. But I know. Old. But we we're gonna see a little bit more of Duck later on. You do. Uh, okay. But this, you know, we pop over to uh, to Margaret and Mona. Um, Mona's the your former wife of Roger, Margaret's his daughter, and they're going through this, uh, you know, I guess a cold feet maybe? Uh, I don't think it, no. No? It's totally, John, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say that I was right and you were wrong in our last show. Okay. But they are totally framing up this Roger situation for him to be so miserable that he married, that's her name, Jane, right? Yeah, Jane. Yeah. Because they're paralleling here in this episode. That his daughter and Jane, like, he's dealing with... Well, they're too much alike. Two, exactly. Two kids. He's dealing with two he's children. He's showing that he has, that his, his new wife is just a child. What I think is funny is that they even dress his daughter, although she's, what, I don't know, 21, 22, getting married, like she's seven years old. Like, she just, she looks young, they dress her young. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird. It's creepy. But uh, I love Mona. I've loved her since the beginning. Yeah, this Mona really comes across on this episode as being a pistol and a yeah. badass. Yeah, she's yeah. tough. She's, she's a not lioness, take John. That. She's a lioness. That whole, uh, you know, you, you want to act like a child, I'll treat you like one. Um, you know, just not taking crap from her, her spoiled daughter. Yeah. This is true. And I like her little phone, con you know, phone interaction with Roger where, you know, Roger says one thing and Mona puts the phone to her chest and then <laughs> tells her something different. <laughs> Roger is hilarious in that little scene, too. Oh, yeah. As always, Roger, always likable. Always. Even at yeah. his worst. You know, and, and uh, I, I felt, you know, I think, I, I think you're right. I can admit when I'm wrong that, that they're setting up his marriage is bad. Um, to be a disaster. He, he, brings, he brings his young wife in after that phone conversation and kind of gives her a little, um, you know, chiding for getting that, that gift um, and when she's not really supposed to be interacting with him. And, and Jane throws a fit, you know, she throws like a, you know, a 12, 13 year old fit um, for being scolded. Goes in the bathroom, locks the door. Locks the door, line yeah. Is, did you lock the door? She's like, yes. He's like, what, are you going to commit suicide in there? Which is something that a 13 year old girl would say. I'm yeah. going to kill myself, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you feel bad for Roger because, you know, she's giving him a hard time for prioritizing his daughter. I mean, it's his daughter. You know, he's, he's known the daughter longer than his current wife, so... It's, it is well, just a he's mess. He's made his bed, so. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, that's the old, 
the old Kate sympathy for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then and then we get to go uh, go back to our our cheerful uh, Pete Campbell. We get to go to his house where he's you know brooding over some leftovers after getting his demotion and tells his wife when she comes in that he got fired. Like, wait a second, you didn't get fired. You got you know you got promoted. He's upset. He's upset. He's, he's upset. You will and do I, the same. Know, this is kind of an interesting change we'll see through the episode where at this point the wife says that, you know, hey, stay in there, stick things out, you hold all the cards, you're a good worker, um, you know, and, and if they wanted to fire you, they would have fired you. And as the episode will, will progress, that, that perspective from her changes and he just stays bitter the whole time. <laughs> and you can't blame him. I mean... For the uh, for Sterling Cooper or you know the British guy Lane to pit him and Cosgrove knowingly against each other, that's kind of dick. I mean, everyone started off as like an equal. I feel like at the beginning of the show, other than like Don and like the senior whatever, you know, everyone was just kind of like main floor. Yeah. And now, you know, we've lost some people. People have been promoted. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like a, like a normal business, yeah. this happens. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, and then we get we finally get kind of away from the workplace with the episode and get to go home and see Don. Um, you know, trying to make amends, trying to be the good guy. He, you know, he's the first one to get to the, the crying baby um, before Betty gets up. And oh, uh, oh, can I can I interject something here? Please. This is something that I noticed, and this is this is going to go back a couple of episodes, but I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of cool. Um, so remember the episode when they go to Rome, I think maybe two or three episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in Rome, uh, they wake up one morning, you know, when, uh, Don and Betty are having a good spell and they are on the opposite side of the bed that they usually sleep in at home. Right. And Don says, I kind of like it over here. So when, then when they get back from Rome, there's a couple times they wake up in the morning and they've switched sides of the bed. Like Don is sleeping on her side and he's sleep and she's sleeping on his. Okay. And, this was one of those episodes, wasn't it? And at, and no, at the end of that episode, she switches back to her side, showing that there was like this glimmer of change and you know like newness, and now they've switched back, and ever since they're back in their old uh, old positions. Excellent observation. Just wanted to bring up. I don't have many observations <laughs> of any merit, John. Well done. Thank well you. Done, That's all I wanted to hear. Moving on. <laughs> But, you know, it was just kind of a quick little scene where um, you can kind of see that she's not, you know, she doesn't really fawn over him for doing that. Now, granted, she's tired. It's late. She but, has uh, to do it all the time. You know, yeah, she, she does it a lot. Identity. But, you know, it didn't really <laughs> seem to, <laughs> she, she, to He's work. been lying to her for the last 15 I mean, years. We could yeah. have left that yeah. up in the air. Indeed. But, uh, you know, then we, well, then now this is where I, where I had started off before. We go back to the office and Peggy's working with Kinsey on a product project. And uh, Duck calls to invite her over to his hotel room. Um, <laughs> it's like the funniest thing Kinsey's ever said when he, when he says, I know a nooner when I hear one. <laughs> I uh, Kinsey, then, Kinsey's never had a nooner. No, no, he I hasn't. Would, that's that's why know. he only knows it when he hears it, because he's never done it. <laughs> oh, hey <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's a good one. No, and, you know, it's funny because I just, the, the whole Duck Peggy thing continues to just... Um, Frighten me. Oh, and, and it will continue. I don't know if frighten is the right word there. No, it's just, it, it baffles me. Like, where is this going? Like, is he going to take her somewhere? Like, is she going to, because, I mean, 
She slept with him, so it's not like she can just go work with him. Sure it is. I think, well, Peggy has yeah. this, Peggy's having this hard time, and I think they're kind of showing this, is she's having a hard time finding her way in this uh, new role that uh, women are starting to take on. As, you know, she is a professional, mm-hmm. and she's also less um, traditional. She's independent. And, she's not relying on a man. And so she's making poor choices in her personal life when it comes to men. I mean, this right. is obviously a poor choice. But I think, again, I think this this poor choice is because, you know, she has somebody that feels she has value professionally oh, as opposed sure. to making a poor choice at, you know, one of the Brooklyn bars, um, you know, with, with some, some, you know, some jerk. Yes. Um, I feel, you know, I feel like it's almost one and the same. <laughs> it is though. No, think about it. You know, a guy, a guy at the bar, right, values you, values you just because number one, you're a lady, and number two, you might be attractive. And you know, Duck is doing the same thing. It's just you know, he's number one. She's a you know, he thinks you know, she he's being complimentary to her. And number two, she's attractive. It's the same thing to me. No, I think but, it is. But, it's but totally he knows the same. How talented she is because they've worked together and like. He you, sees that, so she gets the fulfillment in both areas. Well, no, no, she, yeah, I mean, she's yes, indeed, but to me, it's we still all the make same mistakes. thing. Oh, do we? <laughs> well, no, not me. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I made an excellent. Moving choice. on. Yeah, then we bounce back to the office. Um, Campbell's going to go uh, complain to Crane uh, about uh, you know not getting promoted, and I don't know, it, like it seems like the three C's. The well, they're not all C's, but Crane, Castro, <laughs> ten C's. John. Yeah. <laughs> but you know those those three guys they don't really have haven't really had much in the way of development throughout the uh the show and and you know perhaps that'll be something they'll do next season but uh they're just kind of there as as uh, you know almost furniture so it's funny though I feel like crane instead of um instead of saying oh and you know it's all right man is like this isn't good right but he's kind of a downer of a guy anyway though he is, he is. but he you know I tell you it's I okay. think, uh, you know, he really kind of stood up for himself when Campbell's like, you know, look at you. Uh, you know, you just made your job out of nothing. He's like, no, I didn't. You know, I researched this. Yeah. I found out what it was worth. You know, I created it based on the competition. Um, this is true. I mean, he works and, hard. You know, he's there late. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, he kind of... And he kind of throws out marketing to Pete. So who knows? You know, we might see him head that direction uh, in the future or... Or move out of Sterling Cooper. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, we stay in the office, and uh, at this point, the heat's on, and everybody's, you know, all flustered. And Don flies into Lane's office, uh, arguing about no art director. This kind of seemed like a weird scene in the show. Um, it did, I but I think you know he has to keep he has to keep an office storyline going, and right. they have just kind of left the whole Sal thing hanging. So this, I think, this was a good opportunity. To number one, keep an office storyline going, and number two, keep Sal's storyline going, and I don't think that storyline's over. But I agree, though. It was sort of out of nowhere. Like, no, all of a sudden, he just comes in like in a fluster and is like, "Right, well, because he's referring to a, a memo that somebody didn't get hired." So, you know, as the audience, we have no idea what that's, you know, what's going on there. Um, so that's why I think it seemed a little weird. Yeah, yeah. it was an afterthought. You know, and then they, um, you know, he kind of storms out saying he's going to go talk to Bert and uh, Lane gets a phone call and says what? And so that kind of gets us our, our first indication of, of what might be happening 
um, uh, nationally. Mm. But um, oh yes, yes he does. Yeah, and then we you know back to the hotel. Um, before Peggy gets there, Duck is the first person that we see to see something visual, and you know I think it's great that they use the old footage of the Kennedy reports. You know there was no reason not to obviously to you know have. Well, you got to use Cronkite. Yeah, you know. man. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I they're, they're, they showed some footage that I've never seen before. Yeah. Right. Ooh, it, it, I'm cool. assuming that's original. I guess they could have manufactured it. I don't. I don't think they would have done that. Right. I, I don't either. Yeah. Um, you know, but he, he sees uh, a report that there was an attack. He doesn't have a confirmation of, of uh, you know, what really happened yet. And he has to unplug it because Peggy comes in. And they have a little exchange, if you will. It, I, it is creepy. A little romp it around is, the room. It's a crazy. little tumble for you. No, I, we, we get to leave before the romp begins. Thankfully. Luckily, thank we get God. Yeah. How, how old do you think Doc is? 50? Uh, yeah. You know... One thing that I thought was kind of cool uh, that they kind of cleared up, which I bet a lot of uh, viewers were confused about, is you can a lot of times you can't tell whether um, whether they're saying Doug or Duck. Uh, oh yeah, but when she talked to and her when friend, when she's talking to her friend, she calls him Doug, and he, she's like, "No, no, 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 it's Duck." Just to clear that up for people, I thought that was kind of smart. Moving Very on. smart. Sorry, these observations. I don't <laughs> know. She did that just for you, Paul. Okay. But then, so that now. You know, after he unplugs it and we move back to the office, this is where everything kind of floods towards the big news of the day. Everybody comes flying into Crane's office, turns on the news report. Um, you know, everybody gets wrapped up. I thought it was a really cool scene how, you know, everybody's watching the TV and the phones are ringing off the hook because no one's answering them. Um, and then it all goes quiet because they, yeah. they blew up the switchboard. Um, I don't know. That was kind of just a neat well, you effect. you think they blew up the switchboard? Well, yeah, because they they mentioned that later on that the switchboard got overloaded, the and calls so it, couldn't go through. Yeah, oh, I didn't quite catch that. No, I can't, I was watching it uh, tonight, and yes, they do. There is some talk later from a switchboarder. Right, mm -hmm. right, and Operator? and yeah, just that just that whole just mm -hmm. that that effect, you know, of having just this chaotic ringing going on, um, which kind of mimics what everybody's doing in the in the office. You know, everybody's kind of in this moment of chaos. You know, what's going on with the president? And it just goes dead. And so then they start just kind of flashing around to everybody. They uh, they take you back to uh, the Draper home, mm -hmm. and you see how Betty experiences it. You see how their, um, their housekeeper experiences it. Yep. Um, and then they shoot to Doug and Peggy, and you get their experience with it. Um, and then uh, finally, uh, Don comes home, and uh, Betty. I mean. You know, and this kind of goes on through this episode. Is well, before I like that the, they also flash to the uh, the daughter Catherine oh, in her wedding yeah, dress yeah, getting yeah, fit, sorry, and she knows immediately. I mean, that this is going to be disaster. Yeah, yeah, it's ruined. She's just crying, and I mean, everybody's just like, "Yeah, you're right, it's ruined." <laughs> anyway, uh, so. One thing we got to talk about, though, and I, I don't mind kind of uh, starting this conversation here because it's, you know, a lot of this, a lot of uh, the episode uh, remaining kind of takes, kind of starts here and, and moves forward. But Betty's reaction to this seems to be very intense. And I, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think that intensity is. Over, overblown. You know, I think a lot of people 
No, I don't think it's overblown, but she uses, it's like she uses. uh, Well, her father just passed away. So I'm sure some of this is projected, you know. No, but I guess what I'm saying is it's like she she's using this to. I don't know. I don't know how to. Well, I don't she's know how just to questioning it. everything, you know. Like she yeah. sees this happen, and like any of like any of us would do, if anything, you know, huge like this, like anything, you know, you just question. Yeah, but I feel like she's she, okay. She's using this to to you know um, get her emotions out about the whole Don thing. She's using this to, uh, uh, you know, like the world's gone crazy, so I will too, kind of thing. Like she's using it to go to um, spark up her little affair again, you know. Like she's she's right. using it's like it's like this explosion, uh, this opened the gates for her. Right. I, I don't think it's a conscious thing, though. He, well, no, no, no. I don't. I well, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Exactly. Well, right. No, no. Maybe it's not fully conscious, but it's like this opened the gates totally. Yeah. This is allowing her to express herself. Yeah, and I, you know, I think uh, I think Don could have done a whole lot better with her when he got home that night. You know, she comes down distraught. The first thing he does is jump on her for the the kids watching it. Um, you know, and then instead of comforting her, he just tells her to go take a pill. Um, you know, so he could have done a better job there. Yeah, I don't know. I, if I was married to Betty, I'd probably do the same. Don's <laughs> not your. Come here and I'll just hold you for a while, kind of a husband. You don't you don't think he cuddles? Uh no, I don't. No, you know what, Donna? I'm gonna say no. I'm you listen, she'd already been upstairs laying down, she was kind of exhausted. I think he did the right thing. He was like, Listen, just go upstairs and relax. I'll watch the kids, you know. And when she said, What am I supposed to do, Don? I feel like he was kinda like, Oh, you're right, you know? He just didn't mm-hmm. want his kids to be, you know, like anybody. Kind of experience all, experiencing all this horror. Freaked out. And then the rest of the weekend, he I think he was very uh, sympathetic to her. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm always going to defend Don because sure. I can't help sure. it. Yeah, well, you know, and, you know, because they go to the next morning then, they got to get ready for the wedding. And, you know, she's on the couch still watching coverage, doesn't want to go. Um, you know, he kind of talks her into it. And then, uh, you know, same thing with. Um, Campbell and his wife, they're getting ready to go uh, watching the coverage. And um, I don't know, I thought, uh, you know, I think Pete took his uh, <laughs> just uh, bitterness to a new level, you know, going, saying that people at work were bad mouthing Kennedy just because Crane was doing his work and somebody said he'd made enemies. I'm like, really? Yeah, Come that's on. true. That wasn't a very good example of people saying horrible things. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the president of the United States is, no matter who you are, is going to have enemies. And, exactly. And Crane was doing his job. So, yeah. you know, but then that got Trudy fired up and all of a sudden she flipped her opinion from earlier in the episode. But, you know, saying that. Listen, you can, you can kind of understand, though, he's, he's already upset about, right. you know, getting demoted, pretty much. Uh, right. And you're then, so you're just, of course, you just hate everybody then. I mean, I kind of understand it. You know? Sure. And sure. you're looking, I mean, at that point, whether the president had been shot or not, in his head, he would have been looking for excuses to not go to this wedding. I and mean, he's already having a bad... Exactly. He, this is like the perfect, not the, I don't want to say this is the perfect excuse, but this is a real excuse not to go. Sure. And he's not the only one to use it. No. As we'll see, you know. 
Um, I just thought it was funny when his wife asked him, you know, are you, are you drinking? He just snaps back, the whole country is drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to use that for everything. I know. Have you been drinking? The whole country is drinking. <laughs> what do you mean? So what? Anyway, all right, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> you know, and then we finally get to see the wedding. So it did happen. You know, it didn't get called off, but obviously there was a huge toll um, to the to the reception because of the assassination. Um, you know, no one's there. About a third of the, the seats are full. So it starts off with the, the MC asking people to consolidate and then Roger jumps in saying, yeah, yeah, just, you know, sit together, come on up and help yourself to the food because we got no waiters. Yeah. Uh, no, know. it was good. And Roger's charming as always, man. Yeah. Hilarious. Funny yeah. guy. So smooth. Yeah. Big crush. Yeah. Big crush. I'm going to say maybe I do too. Yeah. Maybe a little. Not in a gay way. Not that that wouldn't be okay if it was. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you know, and at this point, we see um, we see uh, creepy Henry Francis show up. Um, you know, with with this beautiful woman, and Betsy gets all flustered, and then finds out it's his daughter, um, and she gets all relieved. Um, so just just weird. One of the big reasons uh, Kate's here uh, tonight, guest hosting with me, is the Henry Francis issue. John and I believe that Henry Francis is creepy and off-putting. Oh, I don't. If Henry I Francis, disagree hundred percent. You don't think he's a little strange? No. In the way that he talks and carries himself? No. He's a little. He's a politician. He's what? Isn't he kind of a politician at heart? He's a well, poli He's a politician. I mean, that, yeah. He he runs yeah. a he runs a campaign. Yeah. I mean, he. I don't think he's a politician. But. Well, he works in politics though, yeah. so that's enough right. for me. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's just something to. What he is he does he qualify as attractive? Oh, I think so. But really? I also have a crush on Roger Sterling, so I mean. Well, so does Paul. Yeah. Well, Roger Sterling is that's totally acceptable because number one, everything he says is smooth. Like if Roger Sterling comes up to you and says, "Hey, I'd like to take you out for a sandwich," you'd be like, "That was amazing." <laughs> if this, if Henry Francis comes up, he's going to be like. <laughs> I'd like to take you out for a second. You know, it's just creepy. Okay, so so Betty's been married to Don for a while, and yeah, also they've, very they've, also very smooth, by the way. They've had some problems. As Who we hasn't? Know. Every relationship does. So her, you know, her <laughs> eye starts to wander a little bit. Why did Henry Francis? Naturally, exactly. Why did? I mean, she is a beautiful know. woman. He's, he's got power. He can make things happen. And he is forceful about it. Like he really comes after her. I yes, mean, he is aggressive. He's very aggressive. Henry Francis will reach right in your car and kiss you. Well. Without asking. <laughs> Maybe that's just what Betty needs right now. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And then we, we, get, we kind of break away from the reception and go into the kitchen at the reception where, uh, what, five, six people are just gathered around a, a kitchen television watching further coverage um, of the Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, what's that? Kenny's there. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny's yeah, there. Again, contributes nothing to the scene. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I wish that one guy would stop wearing bow ties. It's just totally not helping his luck at all. Crane, yep, yeah. Crane. Listen, uh, folks, if you're out in the listening audience, and you know we don't want to alienate anybody, but if you're wearing a bow tie, stop it. Just rip it off. Just stop it. Unsnap it. Because <laughs> you know you, you didn't know tie you it. You know you didn't tie that. You didn't tie that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry. That That's was just, all right. That was just for me. 
but you know you can kind of see how this uh, you know things just kind of get a life of their own here you, you know the I think Jane says it's you know how would you know that's what a monster looks like and you know Crane makes a comment about him living in Russia you know this is just kind of a, a very much of a whirlwind for these people and uh, and the Rogers trying to get his wife out for his toast and he goes out and he makes a really nice toast let me ask a quick question. Do you think that this was kind of the first um, national tragedy to be um, so widely media uh, I mean, exposed? In television's history. I mean, they had footage. They had pictures. I mean, you know, it was the... Live interviews? I mean, they the had television. Jack Ruby shoot. Yeah. You know, Lee Harvey Oswald. Live on television. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure, you're, I'm sure you're right. Now. Because I feel like... Everything's on TV. Yeah. I so. mean, really, when you think of national you know, tragedy, it's... And actually, I was just watching a show tonight, the first episode. It was like, where were you when Kennedy got shot? Where were you on 9-11? And then, you know, where were you today? And that's what the, the show was about, was something you know, crazy was happening then. But, like, those are the two... Yeah. Those are two of the really, really big, you know, I was here when that happened. So, um, but yeah, so Roger gives this great toast, um, you know, to his, and he calls out Mona and that's just, just another little piece of, uh, man, I shouldn't have married my mistress. And that's, I think that's a little lesson to us all folks. Never marry your mistress. Marry Joan. Yeah. Okay. All right. Stay married to your lovely wife. Uh, Yeah. That's what I'm, of course, if you have to, (laughs) only if you have to. Normally stay married, kids, to your, your original wife. That's what I would do. <laughs> Not what I would do. <laughs> anyway. But then, you know, then the dancing ensues. He gets to dance with his daughter, and they, they have a nice little, you know, fun interchange where he takes a jab at Mona's new guy. Um, you know, and then, you know, Don tries to console <laughs> Betty unsuccessfully that things are going to be okay. And, uh, you know, Betty and, and uh, Henry keep oogling each other yes and so there's the scene where um, Betty is uh, is maybe coming from the ladies room and uh, Don's standing there with her coat and Henry Francis is standing a bit behind Don uh, looking at uh, and they're both looking at her you know That's like, a, which one could she go to little it's tiny a, Francis or Don Draper but it's a great shot you know because both guys are staring right into the camera you know yeah. no no and, no it was, it's really well done. And, you know, um, I mean, you almost know that she'd rather go with Henry right then. And just goes with Don because of convention. Yeah. Because she has to. Pretty much. It just makes me wonder what Don would do if he knew that uh Don would beat Betty. the life from Henry Francis. In a fight, Henry Francis would just run screaming. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and then we get to, to move on. Um it's becoming a trend now with Roger's young wife being just sloppy drunk. <laughs> Carries Why? Because her. she's like 22. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, he flips her onto the bed, says a couple things to her that she can't hear, and then calls Joan because he misses her. You, I can tell you right now, Joan, Joan wouldn't uh, pass out drunk anywhere. No. Oh, are you kidding? She could, she could keep up with Roger. Joan's a baller and a shot caller. I'm All sorry right. I said that. So he calls Joan. 
And it was kind of his, actually all his calls with Joan are kind of strange uh, interchanges. Like they're, they're very, they're very sweet. They're very strange exchanges though. No, no, I'm, I'm with Kate. I mean, they're just, you know, they miss each other. They yeah. do. They do. You know, and I really liked how, um, you know, Joan says, you're really upset about this. And he says, why? She's like, there's nothing funny about it. I mean, you can't put comedy to this anyhow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, she nailed it. That's, that's his M.O. is to, you know, make something either, either laugh out loud funny or snarky funny. And he can't do that with this. Nope. So then the, uh, so then the next morning, uh, we see uh, Betty uh, watching TV. And it's when um, Jack shoot, Ruby. Yep, Jack Ruby shoots Oswald, which I imagined would be altogether. Yeah, it'd be disturbing to watch and live and seem in, and just seem like it didn't happen. Like, did that just happen? How could that just happen? Oh yeah. Well, and considering what the you know the entertainment of the day was, you know, you did not see the blood and gore that you can see routinely now. You know, anything, everything was still done off screen. So to see something like that in person for real, it just had to be shocking. Even now. Even Don, now it would be. Yeah, absolutely. Don goes to console her. Betty says, don't touch me. Leave me yep. alone. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fine, lady. Seriously. What's your problem? I think Don was looking extra cute in this scene. I love Don on the weekends. <laughs> with the with the sweater and yeah. no tie. Sorry. Don's, I just needed to throw that out there. Don's weekend... Uh, Fashion choices are mm. spectacular, mm. indeed. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Don takes a nap. Betty wakes him up and says, "Hey, I'm going to go for a drive." Don's like, "Great, let's you know, I'll go get the kids. We'll all get out of here together. We'll all you know just kind of clear our heads." Betty says, "No, I just need to go by myself." Because she doesn't really go for a drive, does no, she? No, sir. Drive right to a dark alley where Henry Francis is waiting. I know it's a parking it's a lot. Dark alley. No, I like to paint it, it, but it's like a parking lot. You know, I mean, with the two of them, they have enough money to get a nice room, go to a nice restaurant, you know, anywhere. They go to a parking lot. They do. I think this is, you know, because you know that Betty picked the spot when she called him. So, you know, this is just, you know, you got to know that Betty's not completely happy with this little interlude either. She's just happy that it's not done. Wait, what? I don't, you know, I don't think, because all the stuff that she's had, all the interchanges she's had with Henry have been completely uncomfortable, you know. Oh, yeah, if, but that's because she's completely uncomfortable. Right, but I mean, if you compare it to Don's interludes with other women, where, you know, he's, he's just, he's in the moment, and he's enjoying what it is. Well, she has a little less practice than Don. I mean, we don't know this. her first she's a rookie. semi-affair. So, you know, I mean... Okay, now, now I'm going to bring up slack. I'm going to bring up another why Henry Francis is creepy. All right. Uh, hey, I know we just met. Maybe we've talked a few times. Why don't you marry me? Well, that's just what they did back then. <laughs> chalk that up to that. Well, okay. I mean, so she. It's not like they can just start. Just think about the '60s, right? Like think about the culture. Like. Yes, but if you think. She's not going to be a single mom. But they met when he put his hand on her pregnant belly. Like that's creepy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I exactly. About that. Yeah. That aside. <laughs> um, no. You know what? Let's spend a little time being undercover lovers. You know, and, and he's like, and I'll, then I'll ask, ask me to but marry that's you. Tundra, yeah. Paul. But I mean, he goes, "I'll leave the campaign for you." You know, and and then he ends with that weird, like, 
I want to take you to the movies. Exactly. I mean, just oh, what? I thought that was sweet. What are we talking about here? He wait. He pr- he pretty much proposed to her, and then and then says, "I want." I mean, he's got it backwards. You take her to the movies first. I'd he like just, to buy you a steak dinner. He just wanted, you know, to sort of reiterate what their lives would be like if they were normal. They could be out together and. But nothing about this is normal. Well. But she, he wants to make it normal. He's just trying to calm her down a little bit. You know, like she's all worked up. You know. John, was this before Valium was invented? No. Oh. Actually, I think that's one of Don's prescriptions from like the second season. Oh. Was blood pressure medicine and Valium. Yeah, I heard some squeak in there. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, people uh, are complaining about our sound quality. And if you keep squeaking. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Stop it. That's all right. And we, you know, we go back to the uh, we go back to the Campbells after all of this, and um, <laughs> it's just funny how angry the Campbells are the whole episode. Uh, you know, he's just flying off the handle that they didn't put more security um, on Oswald. You know, might as well throw him to the what did he say? The throw mob. him to the, the mob. mob. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Um, you know, and and uh, Trudy asks about work, and you know, they they pretty much she says. Gather your clients; they'll follow you. I don't know. He might also have a non-compete clause, though, in his contract. Would you follow Pete Campbell anywhere? No. I wouldn't follow him to the grocery store. Forget definitely about not. Him. No, no, definitely not. Nobody's following him. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? What would make it interesting? He could. He could go for Lucky Strike. And that is one storyline they did not tie up, by the way, which no. I'm a little bit annoyed with. Why? Don never went. We never saw Don go and repair that Lucky Strike Smooth problem. Over. No. They didn't even talk about it. Well, what happened yeah. to Conrad Hilton? Like, yeah. We haven't I'll, seen him he for calling. a whole episode. That's what I like about this show is like it's going to come back. You know, I mean, yeah. Peggy, Peggy says more in this episode than she has in the last four. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, this what's kind of cool about this is they can focus on, you know, outside of the Drapers. They can pick and choose, you know, among like a half dozen storylines right now. Yeah. I need closure on things, John. You know that about me. But that that makes for bad ratings. Fair enough. And no more seasons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so then after the Campbell after the Campbells, uh, we guess uh, go back to the Draper household. Uh, Don's like everyone watching TV and uh, Betty comes in and is like, Hey, uh, so uh, I know that you've been lying to me and then you tried to fix it and I don't care. I don't love you. Pretty much yeah. just drop that on them. And I got to say, I mean, you know what? When you tell people you don't love them, that hurts your feelings. I don't care who you are. It I don't does. care if you're Don Draper. And he goes upstairs. Well, and he's pretty much just like, listen, I'm not going to listen to you right now about this. And he goes upstairs and he sits down in the bedroom. And it really is like his whole world that he's built for himself. This, this person he wanted to be that he built up. Mm-hmm. Is falling apart. I feel like Don Don really is these two people. There's a Dick Whitman oh. inside of him that he really is, and then there's this Don Draper character shell that oh, yeah. uh, that is now just crumbling apart in front of him. But I, I think both that scene and then the very last scene here in the office um, is just a, a wonderful uh, juxtaposition to his moment on the podium at the anniversary dinner. You know, when he's got the tux on and the giant smile. And everybody's Everybody's applauding for him. You know, and he had the 
big buildup by Roger. You know, just, I mean, he went from probably as good as he's felt to this. Uh, just really well done by the show. The bars are closed, and I'm hanging out in the office, boozing it up. By himself. By myself. And and really, the only other person there was Peggy. And I think we talked before, you know, she also was very alone. She's she, equally lost. And And she does a great job. You know, they have her do a great job of explaining it, that she can't go to her place because everybody was invited over by her roommate, to, I forget what they said, write letters? Yeah, or yeah something like that. To Jackie. You know, and she can't go home because her, you know, her mother and, and uh, family are being, you know, crazy with the prayer. Yeah. You know, so she had to come to work. Yeah. And, um, you know, she said, I'm working on Aquanet. And I thought that was a nice little tie in from the beginning of the show where she shows him that artboard and it's just awful. You know, and like, oh, if I had Sal, this might actually look good. Oh, that's true. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, did she like, say that at the beginning of the show? No, no. Remember, Don's like, hey, I don't have an art director. Oh, yeah. I haven't had Sal forever. And then when he sees that Aquanet artboard, I don't know if you saw it, it's terrible. No, like, no, 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 no. That's not what that was about. You're, you're, you're misreading that. I think okay. it was really clever because in the last episode where they set up that whole Aquanet... Um, commercial. Commercial. Right. It's all about being in this convertible Cadillac. And the person in the back seat is the is the key person. Right. The problem with that storyboard was not how it was sketched. The problem was is that Jack was just shot in the back of a convertible. You oh. You can't do that now. Oh, that was the problem. Point. They can't, I missed they can't that. run that spot now because it looks it's just spot on to what just happened. Oh, that's a good point. I, yeah, I completely missed that. Yeah. That is excellent. Stuff happens all the time. It still it still looked bad. Well, it was a sketch. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Who, who when, the hell are you, man? <laughs> well, when when Sal was sketching, those things were fantastic. Yeah, well, everything yeah, was, was sharp. The, that was a storyboard. That's how storyboards look, though. All right. I don't know. Whatever doesn't matter. Anyway, that's what that was about. Yeah, and then you know the very last scene. Don walks away from Peggy. Um, is not going to watch the funeral on TV. Grabs his uh, liquor and all by himself in a completely empty office, um, in an empty room with his booze. Very sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it's a good episode. Uh, one thing, I want, we're, we're running over to, uh, on, on this show. One thing, though, what can possibly happen in the next episode? I have no idea. Honestly, uh, last, last, last week I predicted that um, the assassination episode would be this one. Right. So they had one last episode to kind of wrap up that aftermath. Yep. But I have no idea what what could possibly wrap up. Well, I think we gotta. I think you have to throw out the idea that perhaps Don finds out about Creepy Henry. Um, you know, if that happens at the end of the show next week, that'll just make a great cliffhanger till next uh, season. But yeah. yeah, I don't think Betty's gonna leave Don. I don't I just know. Don't see that happening. I mean, you're right with the with the kids. It's unlikely. You no. Know. But well, then, uh, then they kind of hinted at that in, uh, you know, like in that last episode where she asked the lawyer, you know, like, "What can I do here?" And he's like, "Nothing." Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that, and then we, you know, we might get a little better idea of Pete Campbell whether he's gonna go, you know, with uh, Duck or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether Peggy's gonna go. Uh, there's, de- I'm sure they're gonna leave us, you know, wanting more. With next week's next week's episode, 
Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so, John. Yes. We've been getting some more reviews. This has been fantastic. This is and exciting. It really is. Hooray. And, uh, you know, as long as we can, we're going to try and give a little shout to the people that leave us uh, some messages. So, since our last post, um, we had uh, Illy7 and Jaxi19029 both uh, hopped on just to say that they liked the show. They thought we did a good job. And uh, I tell you what, we're going to keep putting out a quality product just for you. You're such a salesman, He John. is, man. I'm buying what you're selling. <laughs> uh, Buy the bucket load. We also had uh, we also had two more. We had uh, one from San Shoes, who, uh, who actually just wrote in because we asked, and we want to keep asking. Uh, he or she, I don't, it's hard to tell uh, with that name. Um, yeah. San, Sans uh, uh, wrote in because we asked. Really likes the show. It's good insight. Uh, also, uh, had the great idea of maybe uh, us having emails where you guys can write into uh, with per, uh, you know, with suggestions, uh, conversation things, things you don't like about us, things you love about us. Uh, so we went we went ahead and set one of those up. It's um, Mad Men Recap, all one word, all lowercase, at dport7.com, and that's D P O R T, the number seven, uh, dot com. And uh, John and I will read those, and the best ones, uh, we'll read back here up on the show. And if you got a good point, or you got a question, or uh, something we totally missed that you thought was, you know, poignant, um, send it up to us, and we'll be happy to uh, to make a difference in your life. And, and we're then, really uh, hoping to we're hoping to read a, an email for next week's episode. We're going to be doing the episode right after it airs on Sunday night. So try are, and get those letters are, in. It's our little celebration. I promise I may not be drunk. You guys having a little party? We are. little finale party? little finale party, because we're really cool. Uh, Flower, <laughs> Flower Pia also uh, loves our rants. Um, and apparently we are insightful, if not even funny sometimes. Sometimes. Um, but we have horrible sound quality. Everybody, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to do. Uh, we're, not, we're not sound people. John bought a new mic, and uh, I'm using an old EyeSight mic. It's not too bad. We've also got a cat that knocks things over constantly, so if you hear any crashes or shattering glass... Um, there again, it was the cat. Yeah. But we're working on it. We're uh, working we on it, and we're going to try to make it better. Improved. We've improved from the first episode. We are, and we have. So, send us an email. Get excited about this Sunday, and uh, look for it to be posted either uh, Sunday night or Monday. And then we'll have to just figure out what happens from there. Till the long, long road and journey until season four. No, oh, no. We'll, we, we'll promise we'll do some stuff over the winter, folks. We will. We'll fight, fight those tears, Kate. You're a soldier. <laughs> All right, John. Well, it was good talking to you. Uh, you too, Kate. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It was yes, lovely. Kate. Now, oh, and if, if you like Kate, let us know and we'll force her to come back. If not, <laughs> she'll be voted off the island. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, take care. Bye-bye.